Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
WMNH 95.3. everybody welcome it is that time again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious downtown manchester new hampshire also on comcast channel six if you're in manchester and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe you can go to my website mattconnerton.com for all of your live streaming options social media links contact info show archives etc etc uh, today is Saturday, December 2, 2023, and I am not alone. Jenny, darling, best friend. Good morning, sunshine. Jenny is here at the news desk. Welcome. Present and accounted for. Yes, yes. And uh, we have a great band uh, joining us today who uh, we're going to talk with in a moment. And actually, they're going to play live for us in studio. Uh, We've got uh, Glittertooth here. Looking forward to that. Uh, Also, later in the show, we have Eric Pilcher's Classic Film Review, which returns this week. And uh, this week, the subject is Enter the Dragon. And uh, and we'll see what else we get into uh, today. But uh, the studio line is open if you'd like to join us. If you've got any questions for our guests who we're about to introduce, uh, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. I'm on social media at Matt Connerton. You can email me, Matt, at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, but the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. And uh, we'll say hello to everybody just uh, quickly in the chat room because we've got our uh, many of our loyal listeners in there. Uh, Carol Zawarowitz uh, says, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Carol. Eric Pilcher, who I just mentioned, of course, he's in there. He says, good morning, all the way from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, Jenny, you're in there, of course. Uh, we've got uh, JFed from the great state of Vermont says, good morning. Uh, Legion of Solace, uh, great band, uh, very loyal, says, uh, morning, friends. Full day, can't stay long, but wanted to stop in. Wonderful to see you in there. Uh, we have Isaac Banks in the chat room. Uh, the People's Mayor, uh, Glenn R.J. Willette says, nice music. Very nice. Uh, let's see. And let's go ahead and uh, we'll bring in the band. Uh, so we've got uh, Taylor... Phil and Dan from the band Glittertooth. How are you guys? Welcome. Great. Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, wonderful to meet you all. Actually, let's start with, uh, we'll start with Taylor in the corner on the drums. Tell us, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us everything that you do in the band. Or maybe you just play drums. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Well, uh, I I do play drums. Yeah, that's like my main instrument. But I I actually, actually, I do have one song in the band where I play guitar and I sing a little bit, so we're actually excellent. We're actually going back into the studio uh, tomorrow, and we're finishing. We're actually uh, we're actually recording two new songs tomorrow. We're working on like an EP, okay, six or seven songs, okay. And I have I have one track where I uh, I I wrote 
I don't know. I wrote it like seven years ago, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a glitter tooth <laughs> glitter tooth thing. <laughs> now. So brought it back to we life. We brought it back. <laughs> and I've got I've got guitar and vocals and working on finishing that up tomorrow, and uh, we're, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. Most of, most of them Phil sings on. Dan Dan's got some vocals in there a little bit, but but yeah, it's gonna be fun to actually. Put out, put out some music with. He's an band. awesome. He's an awesome harp player too. So. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. excellent! Not excellent. like the, the not, harp. Not yet. I wish I could not, play like the thing. <laughs> a the man of many talents. Harp. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun though. Yeah. And uh, we've got Phil on the couch. Yes. Hello. Uh, I play guitar and sing in the band. I play drums on the track that he was just talking about. Oh, um, he, yeah. He's played drums. I forgot to cool. mention that. Yeah. Do um <laughs> do a decent amount of the writing so far. Um, we all collaborate on bringing the songs together and making yeah. them into the glitter tooth form but yeah um yeah very good very good yeah and then we've got the bass player over here dan yeah i'm <laughs> dan moran i uh sing some backups but mostly let phil do all the all the diva work and i just <laughs> i just play bass and try to wrangle the cats and uh we uh yeah i'm like the grandpa of the band so we're <laughs> much needed <laughs> yeah yeah he keeps us young really actually really, so yeah, what yeah. he does no they, he's the young man you know i they, these guys keep me young, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. So I thought I'd get to it first. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and we should mention, too, you are the parent of a musician yeah, who's my, been on the show. my son, Tyler Moran. He's in uh, Fox and the Flamingos, who we were on your show before, and they're mm -hmm. awesome. Incredible band. Oh, also, yeah. he's yeah. the father of an incredible musician, I would say. Tyler yeah. is... He's something to see. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He was, yeah. He was in Real a band good. with... Well, he was in our band, the, the Pop Farmers, in... Uh, he left to join the Flamingos, and, uh, yeah, he's doing great. They, the, the Flamingos are awesome. Yeah, they, uh, well, as I'm sure you know, I'm sure you listened or, or watched it, but, uh, yeah, they're they're amazing. Um, oh, what's that? They have a, a studio track that I sometimes play on the show because I just love it so much. Bandit? Uh, uh, that's a great song, but, no, it's the uh, Don't Be a Stranger, I think it's called, or Stranger. Maybe it's just Stranger. Yeah. Really, that's a great song. I told them, I said, you've got a hit single there. Yeah, I mean, they just played really out good. in Worcester last night. I was hoping to go, but I didn't go. But uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, there's. It was. Uh, yeah, there's. They're starting to make some good noise. So. The other thing I, I always say about them too is, um, no disrespect to Fleetwood Mac, but they played the best version of Rhiannon I've ever heard in this yeah. studio. Yeah, that was the, that oh, was yeah. a cool version. Yeah, I was watching it live, and it's yeah. like, wow, it, that was so good. it's all just acoustic. It, it came out really cool. Oh, it was yeah. so good. I mean, being here in the room too, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure it sounded okay on the radio, but being here in the room, you know what I mean? It was like, wow, this yeah. is this is truly remarkable. But uh, yeah, great band. But uh, yeah, you guys, um, we uh, we've got some studio tracks. Uh, you sent me um, three of them, and we did open the show with that. Uh, well, I, I played something. Uh, uh, something else, but then we played uh, Amigo uh, from uh, from Glitter Tooth. Great, great track, and we'll we'll play Thank the you. others too. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys live. So actually, if uh, if you want to play something for us, and then we'll we'll talk some more and uh, learn learn all about the band. But uh, yeah, I'm sure. done to hear you guys play. All right, sure. First song we're gonna do is um, it's called "I May Be Right." It's a song about questioning your choices. All right, <laughs> you guys ready? Yep. We we are ready. Right, 
may be wrong I guess I'm sorry it took this long Don't run away when it gets too deep Would you light the match and let it put you back to sleep? Thank that you. Awesome. Very nice. What's that called again? I may be right. I may be right. Yeah, that's a great track. Not to be confused with, you know, the Billy Joel song. You right. may be right. You may be right. <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> you may be right. When I learned yeah. that or when I started playing that song out, every time I'd say it, people would be like, Oh, sweet. And then it'd be that song. And they'd be like, Oh, okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's really? funny. Well, like in a in a bar open mic, you know, like People are like, oh, Billy Joel, sweet. And then you're like, actually, it's like a softer original song. And they're like, okay, like this is cool, but what? yeah, <laughs> the face is just dropped. And then they'd ask you if you knew Piano Man. Yeah. <laughs> we we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's on the line? Oh uh, yeah, this is Doug. And actually, I'm sorry to interrupt your your programming. I, I just called because when I got out of work this morning. I was on the way home listening to your station, and Maggie Hassan came on. You guys were talking about Election Day in New Hampshire today. Is that is there Election Day in New Hampshire today? 
No, what you uh, probably heard was, oh, actually, I know what you definitely heard. Uh, the morning show with Peter White. Uh, he runs yes. uh, classic episodes on Saturday. So the show's on weekdays uh, from All 7 right. to 9 a.m. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, I understand. Sorry to have bothered you guys. It, <laughs> it, it just seemed seemed odd that there there was something on there. And and I came home and I said, um, I don't know. There's As far as I know, it's, <laughs> it, it's on Tuesdays and so forth and so on. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you much. You guys are doing a great job. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Doug. Thanks. Bye Get on vote. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> vote vote very early and often. Yeah, yes, early yes. and often. <laughs> uh. But, uh, yes, of course, you can hear the morning show with Peter White weekdays from uh, 7 to 9 a.m. with a replay uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Uh, but, uh, of course, on Saturday mornings, uh, Peter does run uh, classic episodes of the morning show. So, uh, hence the confusion. But I do commend uh, Doug on his uh, paying attention to his civic yeah. duty. <laughs> And uh, that is that is a great thing, actually. I haven't voted on a Saturday morning in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff uh, Jeff Nyan is in the uh, Facebook live chat. Hi, Jeff. He says, "Good morning. Great start to the day." Oh, uh, thank you, Jeff. Glad you're enjoying it. Uh, also, uh, Paul. I'm sure I won't uh, say this correctly, but uh, Paul Calute uh, oh, in the chat room is Paul that someone? Cal Calouette. Check this is this is Paul's base. He lent it to me right. for today. Oh, Thank no. you, Thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the bases I have, I didn't have a, a totally acoustic one, so Paul oh. was kind enough to lend me one. Oh, Thank excellent. you, Paul. Excellent. Thank Thanks, you, Paul. This show is all courtesy of a guy <laughs> named Paul. Very nice. Absolutely. Brought to you by Big Paul. Sponsor. I like it. I like it. Uh, Melanie uh, La Liberty from the great <laughs> state of Vermont in the chat room says. Oh, is Santa Claus in uh, a band? Yes. I get that quite often. Yeah. <laughs> you, that or ZZ ah, Top. Ah. You can only ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ZZ Top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the last time when the flamingos were on, they had a whole big discussion about beards. That's they're, a, yeah. they're all growing their beards, and they're like, oh, those are cute beards. That comes, up, <laughs> that, that comes up often yeah. on the show. In fact, our friend J-Fed will probably ask you a question about your beard yeah. shortly because he, he does. Uh, Michael Albert joins us in the Facebook and says, uh, in the Facebook live chat, says, good morning. Uh, good morning. Robin Lee Moran. Or... Oh, that's my wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> we know Hi, her. Robin. She says, who? H-O-O-O. -O -O. Yeah, very Right nice. back at you, Robin. Very yeah. nice. Right back she, at she, you. She lets me out to play once in a while. <laughs> Thank you for sharing him this morning. Yes, yes. <laughs> they sound really good. Thank you. Absolutely. If you're just joining us, uh, we have a glitter tooth here live in studio with us. Uh, Melanie says, the ladies like a sturdy beard. Oh. oh. Wow. Man's hands getting all low Bill's, today. Wow. Bill's working on his. As usual. As usual. I'm, trying, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm all passionate. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions or anything for the band uh, or about uh, beards, 603-250-6007, uh, 603-250-6007. name to Glitter Beard. 6007. There you go. Dirty Beard. That's a new one for me. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, oh, geez, uh, Jeff Nyan uh, just read my mind. He's asking a question in the chat room, and it was about it was literally what I was just about to ask you. I think we're uh, uh we have a telepathic uh, connection. Uh, Jeff is asking, How did the name Glitter Tooth come oh, to be? Oh, okay, Dan. I'm gonna pass this one over to the sturdy beard, all, all right, the <laughs> sexy gentleman over here. <laughs> I, tell, I tell this story because like we we got together, we we'd all met at um, Phil hosted an open mic for a while, and then. He decided not to do it anymore, so I took it over. And then we met. I met Taylor through that open mic, and so we decided, hey, we should form a band and we'll, we'll get together and see what happens. So we got together in Taylor's barn, 
and uh, played, and it sounded pretty good, so we decided to get together the next week. And in between those two weeks, I had to have a tooth pulled. So I was, at oh. the, I was, you know, I was, I was, that night I was recovering, all hopped up on the, the legal yeah, yeah. stuff that they gave me, to, yeah. and, and I had a dream. And in the dream, I was, and I was in a band called Glitter Tooth, and I was like, oh. oh. So I, I, the next time we had practice, I, I said, hey, you guys are going to hate this name, but I dreamt it, that it was Glitter. I was in a band called Glitter Tooth, and they both loved it. So thank you, Hydrocodone. There, there was, <laughs> when we go on tour, we're going to have sponsored by whoever makes that because that's where the name came from. Right, and, right. Uh, yeah. But it was a, a fever dream, and I, from henceforth, we are Glitter Tooth. Yeah. Very so. nice, very nice. Okay. Uh, Dylan Reynolds is in the Facebook live chat, a very talented musician uh, in his own right. Uh, Dylan says, congrats on the new uh, show time slot. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate it uh, very much. And uh, Texas Mike is in the chat room and says, listening to you guys at work. Uh, thank you, uh, Texas Mike, Mikey. Uh, Jeff Nine says, tremendous name. Yeah, he really likes uh, He really likes that. Um, very good, very good. Um, do you guys uh i'm dying to hear more do you guys want to play another track and then we'll uh we'll talk some more or, or maybe we'll maybe afterward we'll play another uh studio track but uh hey you guys want to play something live for us again sure yeah you guys uh like the black keys oh yeah all right yeah, we're gonna it. do a cover then what cool. uh what song we're gonna do have love will travel all which right isn't technically written by him taylor oh, could tell you sonics <laughs> and then somebody before the sonics it's, it's an old song yeah oh, <laughs> okay. them traditional blues yeah, songs yeah. Yeah. Oh, Taylor's good. the encyclopedia for music. Any stuff, questions man. about albums or when it came out or who played on it? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What yeah, amp yeah. they use? Taylor's our guy. Yeah. Ah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. All right. If you're just joining us, we've got Glitter Tooth live in studio. All right. Whenever you guys are ready. All right. I might take a boat, might take a plane, I 
might hitchhike or jump a railroad train. You kind of love will drive a crazy man sane. So look for me walking just any old way. Have love. We'll travel. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. We have Glittertooth here with us live in studio this morning on the program. Of course, if you have any questions or anything at all for the band, uh, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. The studio line is open. Uh, I see uh, Peter O. Pelican in the Facebook live chat. Hello. Hello. That's a uh, sorry to interrupt you, but no, not that's, at all. That's Pete Pelican, Lord Lord Boards, they call him. He's he owns the uh, the, the recording studio, Board's House, Productions. Board's House Productions in Brookline. That's where we're doing our recording. Oh, excellent! So, uh, everything you hear recorded is he just makes us sound good. So <laughs> that's that's Pete Pelican. Thank you, Pete. Um, also, uh, Dan Fallon is in the uh, Facebook live chat from the band Run Like Thieves, who we had on uh, last week. Just phenomenal. Um, yeah, now the, the studio tracks, and we'll play another studio track in a moment, uh, too. We played Amigo earlier. We'll, we'll play another one. But um, were, were these, the, the ones that we're hearing today, were these all also recorded with uh, Peter yep. Peliquin? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it all sounds great. Uh, does he, um, I've, I know that oftentimes, and partly from my own experience and partly from talking to guests, it seems like um, very often whomever records you, if, if you know, an audio engineer, they uh, often become sort of a de facto producer. Do you have that kind of relationship with him? Does oh, he have sure, a lot yeah. of ideas? Yeah, and... absolutely. Yeah, he helps us like when we're doing solos or, you know, if, if all three of us are a little unsure about something, he's like the wisdom that'll kind of like yeah. pull us together and yeah. either come up with a better idea for us or just help us. He'll be like the, the deal breaker. You okay. Know? Okay. And Board's house is where the Fox and the Flamingos recorded too. So oh, okay. their work was done there. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, he, wow. Yeah. He's, he, he's really good. Board's he's, house productions. Go there. He's our Rick Rubin <laughs> of the area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the wizard yeah. behind the board. How did you come to work with him? Because you, you know, we live in an era where you've got so many different options as far as how, you know, there's many different recording studios. Also, you can record at so home. It, so you it's can... funny. I'll, I'll jump, I think I'll jump in here. Yeah. Like that, uh, uh, that open mic that you guys were talking about. So, uh, Phil was hosting that, doing that open mic, and then I took it over for Pete. He took oh, it over right. for Pete, and then Dan that, started yeah. doing it. It's like yeah. everybody in the area was. I I probably I got offered to host it like many times, and I was just like I don't want to do it. Yeah, I yeah. could have I could have been the yeah. next guy, but it was yeah. like yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's just like a lot of really like you said, and it's like a lot of talented musicians or whatever in that that area yeah, the, the milford sure, area a lot of knowledgeable people really so. cool people and, <laughs> like yeah and Pete, pete's one of our go-to guys so we're all really yeah. close too yeah. like the whole scene is really close in a sense where like um you know if somebody needs a bass player for a gig or like somebody needs a guitar player or needs to record somewhere like we all just kind of work together and like we'll send whoever is asking if they need to record we'll send them to pete's 
you know? Yeah. He's our guy. Um, he also lives like 10 minutes away from all of us. He lives oh. like 30 so seconds he's, from me. Yeah, they, like, they he's basically <laughs> Taylor's neighbor, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you're, you're, you're playing guitar with some cool band tonight, aren't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Would you like to tell him about that? Yeah, the band that fills fills one of our. I, a fill the, the my regular band Phil's is the the, um, the Pop Farmers. We, we we're playing it tonight at the Peddler's Daughter in Nashua, and oh, Phil is yep. filling in on guitar with us. So excellent. He's our yes, yes. He's our fill in Phil. It's always fun. <laughs> always a good time. <laughs> I just get to sit back and play guitar. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. What do you uh, now? What do you do in the Pop Farmers? Um, it's a, we play a lot of classic rock, but we play yeah. a lot of Irish bars. So we do some Irish stuff too. So yeah. I play mandolin on the Irish stuff and then bass and sing. And then, um, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, my uh, Gary Blaisdell and, and Jim Mahoney, they're. My regular pot farmers, and uh, oh. we're we're one man short tonight, so Phil is filling in. Excellent, excellent. And uh, by the way, so Taylor, do you play in any other bands? And the reason I'm asking, oh. the reason I'm asking you specifically, well, I was going to say, so okay, it's, it's it's funny that you say that because uh, yeah. the reason that I ask is has been this uh, trend on the show. Drummers uh, playing in a lot of bands. Every drummer we have on the show <laughs> plays in because drummers uh, are yeah. in such high demand. There's not enough drummers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was. I was I'm in another band called Swipe Left with my uh, uh, you know a friend of mine Graham and this other other friend Mike. They're really and, good. Uh, they're it, we're, we do a lot of covers, but we have some really cool originals too. And uh, I was in a punk band for a while, punk metal type band, and we just went on tour to like New York, Philadelphia, all that type, you know, oh. all over the place. But that kind of fell apart. I don't know a lot of. As I, punk bands do, anxiety, yeah. whatever. And yeah, I, I, just I kinda, so angry. I left that band, so I, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're going places. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but it was cool for a while. It was it was fun. Uh, yeah. But you know, I'm playing. Honestly, right now I'm only playing in a couple bands mainly. So, but it's been like six, seven, however many bands at a time. Yeah. I don't know how many bands. Wow. I've been in. Yeah. But I, I, I'm trying to work on. I'm happy that I got like a song that I've had for a while that with this band. Yeah, yeah. These are like the guys I wanted to play. I told Phil years ago, you, we, I've known Phil forever now. Like it's been like, Hey man, I'm going to do this song. I want you to play drums on it. Yeah. So another dream but, came you know, true. So I, you know, cause I play guitar and do that stuff too. So it's like, I want to get some of those out there, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, drummers playing are always in high demand. Dude, that should be our <laughs> you know? slogan. Yeah. Here at Glitter Tooth, we yeah. make dreams come true. Ooh. That's true. Right? Yeah. It all started from a dream. 
It, it did. That's popped wow. up on painkillers. Very, <laughs> very good. Oh man. Well, let's uh, let's listen to another studio cool. track. Uh, we've got uh, this song, "Save Myself from Me," and um, so. Oh, by the way, just to uh, just so we're clear too, so are these going to be on the upcoming? Because you guys are working on yeah. an EP, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And these are all gonna be these studio tracks will all be on it. Yep. I yep. assume. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. All right, let's give this a listen. This is a great track, and uh, and then we'll come back and talk with these guys some more, and they'll play a little more for us. But uh, check it out. This is uh, "Save Myself from Me," and the band is Glitter Tooth. That is very, very catchy. That is Save Myself From Me. 
The band is Glittertooth, and we've got uh, all three members of Glittertooth here with us live in studio. And uh, Jenny is here with us as well on this Saturday morning. Present and accounted for. And uh, and if you'd like to be here with us, if you have any questions or anything for the band, uh, 603-250-6007 is the studio line. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. I'm on social media at Matt Connerton. You can email me, Matt, at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. Uh, but we'd love it if you give us a call at 603 603- 250 Are you guys playing out a lot? You doing a lot of shows or? Uh, not at the moment. <laughs> um, we we're kind of sporadic with gigs. We uh, take them when we get them. Um, I work in a restaurant, so Fridays and Saturdays are hard days to get off usually. Yeah, so yeah. Um, we um, you know we take them when we can. But the next gig that we have coming up right now is New Year's Eve at yeah. Stonecutters. Um, which is going to be awesome. New Year's Eve gigs are always a blast. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's all we have on the books so far. So, if anybody out there on the in the radio waves has gigs, <laughs> hit us <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Stonecutters, where's that? Uh, it's uh, Milford. It's just... Oh, Milford. Okay. Yeah, it's right little, on the little oval. Little pub in Milford. Yeah, it's right <laughs> on the oval. Yeah. Yep. Very we, good. You remember we... the Red Arrow? Oh yeah. In Milford. Yeah, yeah. So and downstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. Um, now is there any kind of, uh, I know you're, you're still working on it. Do you have any kind of an ETA on when the EP might be out or spring maybe, or yeah. I would say, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, even yeah. late winter, yeah. really? we're, we're kind of cranking through Hopefully it. Soon. Yeah. Pete works, <laughs> Pete works fast. Yeah. Pete Pelican, he, we, we, we went in, we did four songs in two sessions. So we, we got yeah. the four done. Oh wow. And, uh, so we just, get two more tomorrow. All up, I so yeah, yeah. I, we just got, I, these guys know the old social media more than me. I don't know how to get <laughs> get get things out there, but uh, yeah, as soon as we can get them done, we'll get them out there because they they're really cool. Phil Phil wrote some really good songs, and Taylor wrote one really good song too. <laughs> yeah, actually, he's written more good songs than that, but one I, that we're yeah. <laughs> I've written a lot. It's just the it's good to get one out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, oh, very cool, very cool. Well, you guys want to uh, you want to play another live one for us? Sure. sure. Very, yeah. All right. All right. This one's called Living, Breathing, Walking. It's about feeling contagious. All right. Walking disease, but it's not. 
Glittertooth live in studio with us this morning. We are, of course, uh, live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. And, uh, yeah, you guys sound great getting a lot of love in the uh, Facebook live chat. That sounds oh, nice. awesome. I really like that a lot. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, how many, uh, how many originals do you guys have in terms of... Um, uh, I, I assume you have more than what you're recording, right? Because yeah. you're, you're doing an EP. But have, have you written a lot of songs? Uh, or do you have a lot of songs as a band? A lot of original mm-hmm. music? Or? We have, like, probably eight. Okay. Eight, maybe ten total yeah, that yeah. we've, like, played. Yeah. Um, we actually played a show in Manchester um, at a distillery not long ago. Yeah, the um, Manchester Distillery. That was that was a lot of fun. We yeah, played. and we played a full set of originals um, yeah. and the Black Keys track. But that was about eight songs. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very good. Um, do you have any, are there any other bands in the area that you, that you play out with a lot? You know, sometimes, I mean, it just really happens organically in my experience. Sometimes bands kind of team up with other bands or, you know, play a lot of shows together. Or... Um, not really lately or not yet, at least. We've basically um, just been recording lately. Really? Yeah, we've yeah. been recording yeah. a lot. Yeah. The other thing is, um, this started out as, um, like a cover gig scenario right. in the sense where we were, um, you know, taking gigs at bars where we'd play the three hour shows, yeah. get paid a flat rate, you know, you get yeah. tips. Like, um, so we were focusing on like learning songs. Mm-hmm. We have probably 30 or 40 songs that we know covers that we could play oh, like wow. all together. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden we started diving into the original stuff and it's been fairly recently I'd say right like yeah. within the right. last couple months even I mean, and we've just kind of gone full steam ahead on writing and recording mm-hmm. so. honestly like like really uh we Phil has like this extensive list of like song he has like albums full of originals yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i've been writing i've been writing for a long time he has these songs yeah. that he's just recorded and like we're just working on making those into our own, I guess, glitter tooth. Putting the glitter on. Uh, and they're yeah. just like, all, like nice. his songs are just like all kind of like finished and like like he, we're just making them different. I've got some songs that are originals that I'm trying to like work into it. Dan has originals that maybe we'll probably work into them later, and we're just trying to like get all of our own stuff out there. Yeah. Phil just had like some that were like these are these are done. Like, just like, yeah. <laughs> like let's I put just our own singer, spin on singer, singer-songer, you, you know? know. I write a lot of like, songs. Yeah, so. yeah. it's kind of like uh, by nature my but, job. Yeah, yeah. it's been yeah. it's been fun though. It's been cool to yeah to do that and put our all of our own. Yeah, you know, Philippe. Into it. Philippe was pretty uh pretty out there for a while. Yeah. yeah, so I did like the solo thing. I went under the name Philippe. Oh. Um and I've recorded some albums, put out some stuff on like Spotify and oh, that okay. whole thing. But it was always um. It was a solo project where I would record the bass and the drums and the guitar and like do all the arrangements for it. And then sometimes I'd bring a band in and we'd play live here and there, but all the recordings was it was kind of created in a vacuum, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um so like I've just been having a lot more fun in the band experience and taking those songs that like yeah, they're finished, but like they were recorded like very rigid, you know, like mm-hmm. here's the drum part, it'd be like a straight t- k- t- k- 
Yeah. Something boring, you know, because I'm not a drummer. Yeah, yeah. So having like an actual drummer and an actual bass player and the whole collaborative effort is so much more fun. Yeah, no doubt. But um, it definitely it yielded a lot of songs, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and and that, so uh, the uh, material that you, re- you released as Philippe, that's all on Spotify and everything. Yep. Yeah, yep. interesting. Bandcamp, Spotify, all those random sites, SoundCloud, I think. Yeah, SoundCloud. And um, d- does any of that music uh, is any of that music currently being played in this band, or or is this all? Um, yeah. yeah. So we're most of them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, the three that you or the three that we have today, only one of those was recorded beforehand as oh. a Philippe track. Okay. Um, and that one is not on Spotify. That's just on Bandcamp. Um, but the other two were like brand new, like Glitter Tooth songs. Okay. They haven't been released elsewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we started, we were doing a lot of, well, all covers at the beginning. Yeah. And these guys, they... You, Looking at them, they're they're young enough to be my my kids, and they they're turning me on to yeah. like we did a um, the the man and me, and, I, and it was a yeah, old Bob, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan song. song. I never heard it before, and these guys turned it on, turned me on to them. Like, oh, that Bob Dylan guy, he's going to be pretty good. I like him. <laughs> who, who's this guy? And uh, so yeah, so these guys, yeah. even though they're they're youngsters, they're old souls, and they they uh they know a lot of a lot of songs, and they're bring, dragging me with them. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Awesome. Well, <laughs> you've introduced him to Spinal Tap, then, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I love Spinal Tap. This one goes to the <laughs> Movie gives me hope. <laughs> so true. No, great, great music is timeless, though. And um, I feel like what, what you guys are doing, um, especially when I listen to these studio tracks, it's. Um, it you know, it it's. Uh, th- there's a timelessness to it, and that it doesn't sound like. Like if if somebody played these songs for me and I didn't know that it was a current band, I, you know, I might not know. Like if somebody played these songs for me and said, "When do you think these were recorded?" I I wouldn't necessarily know. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Which, which, yeah. which I which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I, you know, compliment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's a timelessness to it. Um, you know, I can hear different influences, but uh, but 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 it it doesn't sound like it, there's nothing dated about it uh, specifically. Oh, uh, speaking of Spinal Tap, uh, Michael Albert is making requests in the chat room. He says, uh, play Big Bottom. Or, uh, oh, or, I've heard uh, you play that bass line. Or, <laughs> I, used to. I was going to say, I don't, well, think, I, don't, I don't think you can play it on that bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, might, it might break the bass. <laughs> oh, um, we have a, uh, I do a, a show on Friday nights. I'm the co-host on a show called Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C., and uh, Paul has never seen Spinal Tap, and we uh, still we like to we you like to uh, bust his stones about that uh, <laughs> sometimes. He's never seen that, and he's never seen Purple Rain. I thought you talked him into watching Spinal uh, Tap. He still hasn't. I've done never it. seen Purple Rain I've either. Never You've seen never seen all, I've never seen all of Purple Rain, but to be I fair, I love Prince, but I think Spinal Tap is more important. Well, yeah, sp- was, I was <laughs> well, telling. I agree, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've listened to like most of Prince's albums. But, I was telling, yeah. talking to my wife about Spinal Tap, and it. There was, used to be a, mo- a movie theater on where the old Union Leader used to be, whatever road that was in, in oh. here. It, um, was it Amherst? I don't know. What one of these streets over here? Yeah. And there was a little a little movie theater, and I went to see it when it first came out, and it was so cool to me. I I, I, I got done. I went back out into the theater, bought another ticket, and went back in and saw it twice in a row. Oh so no! Like, yeah. You like so it then, that much? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I think I think the second time I was the only one in the theater, but it yeah. was uh, it was. I was I saw it and I was like, okay, to see this again. And I was like, well, I got nothing to do. I'll go buy another ticket. <laughs> I should have just hit out and this was Spinal Tap. Yeah, 
This was like for my generation, probably when I saw Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw it the <laughs> day it came one, out yeah. with my friends. We were like the only four people in the theater. No, <laughs> it was oh, the no day kidding. it came out. Yeah, we went to go the next week. It wasn't. It wasn't theaters anymore. That's how bad it did. My, <laughs> it my, wasn't even there. My friend yeah. Robert and I went down to. There, it was either Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun when Spinal Tap was doing the. Un, they called it unwigged. It was just the three. They did it. They did it acoustic. It was I, just the three of them. I, I've seen clips oh, from that on YouTube. YouTube. It was so really awesome. good. Yeah. See Spinal Tap unplugged. It was just weird, but yeah. They, and they were dressed normal. They weren't dressed yeah. like Spinal Tap, but it was so. It was really cool. I love it. Yeah. Unwigged. Yeah. Unwigged. Yeah. They call it. Yeah. Clever. <laughs> well, do you guys? Uh, do you guys want to um, do one more? Uh, did you want to do a fourth uh, live song? Yeah. Sure. You, yeah. you talked about it. We've, we've got time. If you want to, I'd, I'd love to hear more. Okay, yeah. So, self, we can do one more. So, selfishly, perhaps, but I, I, I think you guys sound great. Well, this this okay. is one of Phil's that I always request for Phil to play, and I don't know if he's getting tired of playing it, but it's like, you got to play it. <laughs> Never. Well, the first time I saw him play I'll this. I'll tell you if I do, though. Yeah. The first time I saw him play it, I thought it was a cover because it was so cool. I was like, Who, who's that by? And he's like, me. I'm like, oh, God damn. That's really awesome. Oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. So, cool. Well, now I really want to hear it. Yeah. Has it ever been played on the radio before? It has not. Oh, cool. World so, premiere. No. World radio World premiere. premiere. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a personal song to me. Um, it tends to be a, a fan favorite. Which is I'm interesting because when I first wrote it, I didn't think anything of it at all. I was like, it's cool. It's done. It's a song, you know? Yeah. Like There's like songs you finish and you like get excited about. You're like, oh, this one's going to be like it. This is the song. This was not it at all. Oh, to no me, kidding. at least. <laughs> it was just like it. I don't know. It was personal, but like it didn't feel like anything. And then all of a sudden, like everywhere I go, people are like, that's the song. It is. Yeah. So, all right. It's you're, called New Skin. All right. Ready? They're, they're right and you're wrong.
that is awesome. All right. Thank you. you. Uh, the chat room thinks so, too. In fact, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Kaylee? Kaylee Verville? Kaylee Verville. Yeah. Hello, Kaylee. Kaylee. We love Kaylee. She says, uh, ha, 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 the down tuning gave it away. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> she knows gl- it very well. Yeah, she says, I'm, I'm so glad I made it to the live chat for this. And uh, Michael James says, new skin. Oh, woo, woo. that's my bass player. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's my bass player in swipe left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Yep, uh, Kaylee says, uh, I'm listening with chills and tears in my eyes. Wow, very nice. We love you, Kaylee. Don't cry. (laughs) Unless they're tears of joy, don't cry. We should have brought her with us. We should have. Next time. Next time, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, Lou Lovett uh, in the uh, chat room uh, says, uh, sturdy beards are hot. Wow. So there you we go. didn't even need, we're back uh, to the beards. need to be here. I don't need to be here either. Just send my beard. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and uh, Lou Lovett also says, love the song. Oh, okay. Hey, All right. It's because I said something about it. Very, very nice. Isaac Banks <laughs> also. <laughs> Isaac Banks also really enjoying that. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Um, have a great sound. Yeah. I really Thank love you. it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, if you are just joining us, uh, Glittertooth is here with us live in studio and uh, sounding phenomenal. Now, do you guys, um, do you ever do play this way or is this a, a different uh, experience? Not really. uh, yeah. Usually plugged in. And, yeah, it's yeah. usually plugged in and loud. Yeah. 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 Usually, that song usually gets real pretty. Usually like, electric yeah. guitar. And and, yeah, drums. Yeah. yeah. Although some of, the op- some of the open mics we go to, yeah. they're, they're, they're all mostly acoustic. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, you guys sound great. We and, do it sometimes. But. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I play harmonica if there's no room for a drum kit. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I do that sometimes. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah, the, Phil, and, Phil and Taylor did a lot it's of... weird on some of the songs, but I you, can do it. You did a lot of uh, <laughs> acoustic shows where it's just you on guitar yeah, and you on yeah. harmonica, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we, Phil used to do that before, before Dan was playing with us. Before Glitter Tooth. Before yeah. I butted in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what should people know? We want to make sure our listeners know how to find you online. Uh, what should uh, they know about uh, so they can keep up with what you're doing, live shows, and, of course, uh, the EP that you're, you've got coming out uh, when, when that's hmm. ready. and Yeah, uh, right now we're just on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And, so. and once the songs come out, we'll, we'll put them out somewhere else. On Instagram, so. it's at Glittertooth123. And what's the Facebook link? I believe it's the same. Yeah, I think it's... I don't know if the numbers are in it, <laughs> but... Like I said, these guys are up on the social media thing more than me. Yeah. On, the, on the Google machine. I want to make sure I get the, uh, <laughs> the link right before I say it. It's uh, facebook.com backslash glittertooth. There you yeah, go. Okay. She Perfect. All right. <laughs> Thanks. I've Thanks shared... for getting that for us. <laughs> I've actually you... been sharing the link in the chat room while you've been playing. Awesome. Oh, great. Awesome. Yes, Thank you. I got your back. Thank <laughs> you much. I don't know if I can give a, a shameless plug. I on, on Thursday nights, these guys haven't been up there yet because they, they work. And I don't, but on Thursday nights up in uh, Pittsfield, New Hampshire, I host an open mic at Over the Moon Farmstead, and it's it's turning out to be really cool. It's it's turning into like we were talking about the Milford music community, and it's kind of mm-hmm. I grew up in Derry, and as, when I was playing, there there may be a music scene in Derry now, but I, there wasn't when I was in there. Yeah. And then when I moved to Milford, I was like, holy crap, look at all these musicians there everywhere. And then up at Pittsfield, we with the open mic, I I didn't know anybody up there. And um, now we're start. It's starting to be a little community up there too. So it's pretty cool that uh, like most of my friends now are either musicians or I met through the band. So yeah, it's it's a really cool circle of people to 
to, to be in with. What was the name of the place again? Uh, oh, Hawk it again. Over the Moon Farmstead. Nice. It's um the the owners are, are the um the Moonlight Meter in Londonderry. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They they have a place up in Pittsfield. It's beautiful. And up on Thursday nights, it's an open mic from 6 to 9. And one of these days, I'll get glitter tooth up there. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd get some mead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff, man. Yeah. I'll drive you home. Absolutely. All right, cool. <laughs> Thanks for the shameless plug. Absolutely, <laughs> anytime, anytime. Well, guys, this has been great. We'll uh, we'll close out uh, the segment with uh, one more uh, studio track, this song uh, before I go, right. um, yes. which is, uh, and then uh, and then that'll be uh, that'll be it for this uh, portion of the show. But uh, this has been wonderful. Thank you, uh, all three of you, for, for Thanks coming. Thanks for in. having Thank us. You. Especially on, awesome. a, on a Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very un, un- rock star. Uh, yeah. yeah. but, but thanks a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, so happy to be here. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, thank you guys for coming. Oh, uh, Lou Lovett in the chat room says, Over the Moon rocks on yeah, Thursday cool, night. Cool. Very oh, cool. Oh, there you go. Very cool. Luell is one of our people. <laughs> cool. Well, if you're listening live, we are going to close out with another uh, studio track from these guys, and then we'll uh, show some love to our amazing sponsors. And then from there, we're going to go right to our classic film review, our friend Eric Pilcher. And uh, this week, he has uh, chosen the 1973 film Enter the Dragon. Uh, so that will be coming up next. And then uh, after that, Jenny and I got some stuff we'll uh, we'll talk about on the show. But uh, so there is plenty more to come if you're joining us live on Saturday morning. Uh, but we're going to close out this hour with, uh, again, this is another great studio track from Glitter Tooth. This is called Before I Go. And uh, guys, thank you again. Great, great stuff. Thank you. Thanks All for right. having us. You got it. Thank you. I'm waking up the neighbors Greener grass is somewhere in my bedroom Wake me up with a scripted morning kiss Rivalry is such a good roommate I'm walking on 20 million eggshells Wake me up with a scripted Before I go 
this and that We had a good laugh Wake me up with a good old-fashioned joke Entertain my lazy little left brain Crack me up and tell me I'm in a down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Disney's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you, bring your appetite, and treat your taste buds right. Disney's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Disney's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603-606-2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. Clementos, pizzeria, family friendly, awesome for a date night. Clementos, pizzeria. For delivery, call 603-782-8450. Clementos, pizzeria, the best pizza in town. 1875 South Willow Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. Best cocktails around. Come in as friends and leave as family. When it comes to keeping WMNH on the air and your own personal or business computer needs, trust Groland Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Groland handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Groland.com or call Groland Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Trust Groland Computers. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. Roper, Williams, and Lee, the Deadly Three. 
penetrate the secret chambers of an evil island empire. What do you know about Han? He lives like a king on that island, totally self-sufficient. A fortress without walls, protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons. This is Enter the Dragon, the first martial arts film produced by a major Hollywood studio. John Saxon is Roper. He was in it for the money. U.S. karate champion Jim Kelly as Williams. He was there because he had no choice. Black Belt Hall of Fame undisputed martial arts champion and international film star Bruce Lee. His job was to get them out alive. I'm hoping you'll join us, represent us in the United States. You want me to join this? Roper. Williams and Lee. Just when they think they've broken the secret of the island, they find there is no escape from the inscrutable Han. Warner Brothers presents Enter the Dragon, where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons, the human body. Enter the Dragon, from Warner Brothers. Bruce Lee. Even over 50 years after his death, his name hearkens to martial arts. His contributions to worldwide cinema cannot be understated. And with one film, he brought martial arts films to the popular consciousness of America, a country that once shunned him. Sadly, he was never alive to see its enduring legacy that lasts to this day. Released in 1973 and directed by Robert Klaus, Enter the Dragon gives us the tale of Lee, played by Bruce Lee, a martial arts master tasked with entering a martial arts tournament hosted by the deadly Han, a renegade monk that has become a crime lord and Lee is tasked with uncovering his criminal empire. Joining Lee in the tournament is the gambling-addicted businessman Roper, played by screen legend John Saxon, and Williams, played by American martial arts master Jim Kelly. Our first clip is Lee being presented with the mission. I chose this scene because it presents the dark and mysterious nature of Han, a man that lives in a fortress-like mansion, and it's only opened up for this martial arts tournament. This is a trope regarding villains now commonly seen in martial arts films that began with this very film. What do you know about Han? He lives like a king on that island, totally self-sufficient. All of his efforts, seemingly, are directed towards supporting what he calls his school of martial arts. Han's only contact with the outside world is this tournament which he holds every three years. This was a stewardess, Mary King, found floating in the harbor. Nothing unusual about a body in the harbor, but this girl was last seen at a party aboard Han's private junk. They'd reported her lost at sea before the body was found. We believe he selects attractive girls and methodically builds their dependence on drugs, then sells them to an elite clientele around the world. 
What did the autopsy review as the cause of death? She did not drown. She OD'd? Uh, uh, yes. Cause of death was uh, heroin overdose. I gather you still don't have enough to bust up his operation. We know everything. We can prove nothing. We want you to go in there as our agent. Get us our evidence. And come out in one piece to give it to you. We'll give you anything you need. Electronic equipment, weapons, anything. Drink? No, thanks. Guns. Now, why doesn't somebody pull off 45 and bang, settle it? No, no guns. Look at this map here. As you know, the possession of a weapon is a serious offense here. Hans Island rests partly within our territorial waters. If we were given the slightest reason to believe that he has any kind of arsenal, we'd move in on him. Besides, Han would never allow guns on the island anyway. He had a bad experience with them once, and he's fearful of assassination. Can't really blame him. Any bloody fool can pull a trigger. I guess I won't need anything. There's a radio on the island. We'll be monitoring it on the chance that you can get to it. And then you'll come. Someone will. Oh. We aren't an agency of enforcement. We function as gatherers of information, evidence, upon which interested governments can act. I see. If there's any trouble, you make a phone call. Oh, by the way, two months ago, we managed to place a female operative on the island. Since then, we've uh, lost her. If she's still there, she might have something. Name's uh, Mei Ling. Sure you won't have one? No, thanks. Martial arts films have a very distinct way of showing us, the viewer, the difference between heroes and villains. The heroes, or good guys, look at martial arts as a way of life, a way of living, that one should not fight and use it unless provoked as a means of defense. Villains look at it as a way of force, a way to intimidate and consolidate power. Our next two clips show this. First, in a brief clip, we hear Han show off his treasures to Roper that he has acquired through criminal activity. Then, in an early clip from the film, we will hear Lee speak to his martial arts master. Of note here is the peace and ease that Lee's master carries compared to Han, and the way that he explains Lee's martial arts skills as being a part of him and not a skill learned. This is my museum. It is difficult to associate these horrors with the proud civilizations that created them. Sparta, Rome, the Knights of Europe, the Samurai. They worship strength because it is strength that makes all other values possible. Nothing survives without it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who knows what delicate wonders have died out of the world for want of the strength to survive? What's this? Oh, a souvenir. And now, Lee and his master. I see your talents have gone beyond the mere physical level. Your skills are now at the point of spiritual insight. I have several questions. What is the highest technique you hope to achieve? To have no technique. Very good. What are your thoughts when facing an opponent? There is no opponent. And why is that? Because the word I does not exist. So, continue. A good fight should be like a small play, but played seriously. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Not thinking yet, not dreaming. Ready for whatever may come. When the opponent expands, I contract. When he contracts, I expand. And when there is an opportunity, I do not hit. It hits all by itself. Now, you must remember the enemy has only images and illusions behind which he hides his true motives. Destroy the image and you will break the enemy. The it that you refer to is a powerful weapon easily misused by the martial artist who deserts his vows. For centuries now, the code of the Shaolin Temple has been preserved. Remember, the honor of our brotherhood has been held true. Tell me now the Shaolin commandment number 13. A martial artist has to take responsibility for himself and accept the consequences of his own doing. Prior to the release of this film, Bruce Lee was known in America. This was through his films from Golden Harvest over in Hong Kong that had found their way to the States and his time playing Cato in the short-lived American television series, The Green Hornet. But this film made him a global legend that endears to this day. Our final clip will be Lee's daughter, Shannon. Saxon and actor Bob Wall, not just talking about Lee in this film, but his long-lasting, ever-reaching legacy. Everywhere, they know who my father is, and they've been touched in some way, inspired in some way, or just excited in some way. And uh, it, it's such a blessing. I now work doing things for the legacy for through our, my foundation and through our licensing business and that sort of thing, but I'm just so amazed and so inspired on a daily basis, and it's really why... I want to do what I do in keeping the legacy alive because I'm inspired by it. 
if you know there hadn't been that depth of philosophy behind it, if there hadn't been so much more to it and so much authenticity to it, then I don't know that I'd be doing what I'm doing today. I had been doing things like uh, uh, judo and uh, Japanese uh, karate and stuff like that a good bit. And uh, I would ask him, what do, you, what do you think I'd try to do this kind of thing? He said, that's pretty good, try that. And uh, we were working like that all the time. You know, you know, he probably didn't mean it, but, it, it, <laughs> but when, I, when I got the, to, to Hong Kong, uh, I was there with my wife and my son, who was not yet two years old. And the next day, I went to see Bruce. And uh, he brought me into his house. He was waiting to see me. And, um, and then I saw he had uh, a gem. Uh, and, and I looked at it and it reminded me of what I had a little bit of at my home, you know? And we began to talk this and that, and he was telling me things, uh, the, what he could do with kettlebells and stuff and things that I had little con contact with at that time. And we, we kept going on and on and on. And then all of a sudden, he, he began to tell me, um, show me, uh, show me how you do your psychic. And I said, okay, but I had, done a scene uh, at the park about a w two, uh, three weeks or four weeks prior where I had sprained my, my ankle. And I said, oh, well, oh, all right, if he's wanting to do this with me, I'll do it, you know? So um, uh, all of a sudden, uh, I, I threw a kick. And then he said, let me show how I do mine. And he did, <laughs> he, he moved around with a chair. And I didn't know what he was doing, you know? I was looking over his shoulder like that, and all of a sudden, he stood in front of me for about 15 feet or something like that, and he did a hop, skip, and a jump, and hit, I had a bag, you know? And he knocked me clear across on my heels like this, going into a chair like that, and the chair fell down and broke. <laughs> and I, I got up, and I saw he was very kind of quiet, and and anxious about this. And I said, listen, uh, it's okay. I mean, uh, I didn't get hurt. I didn't get hurt. He says, I know, but that's my best chair. <laughs> and it was the same chair that he had everybody else do the same thing with me that I discovered later. <laughs> Sit behind, stand behind it, and then he'd kick and you'd go back and boom, you'd hit this chair. But I had broken it. I was the only one that had broken it, okay? I love Bruce Lee. And we were really close friends for many, many, many years, uh, over 10, and training partners. And, um, and I got 500 a week when I was making 10 to 12,000 a week in my real estate business. My wife of 44 years now said, why are you doing this? And I said, I just love Bruce. He's my first close Chinese friend. And I can take these hits. And everybody's afraid of him. And I've been training with him. I can take the hits. And, and Bruce wanted to do everything real. He really, Freddie and Paul can tell you, uh, they, uh, uh, Bruce got hurt a lot in this film. He got bit by the snake, he got hurt by the windows, he got cut with a glass scene with me. We are using real bottles. So uh, my part in it was I, I was really enjoying it. You, know, you don't see yourself as a bad guy, although my wife does. She thought it was typecasting. <laughs> and I've had so many people over the years say, I hated you, I wanted you dead. Even Freddie said, I wanted, I wanted him to kill you. And he didn't even want to hire me for the part in the beginning. <clears throat> but I really enjoyed doing it. I loved Bruce. And it was, it's like 
my partner for 48 years is Chuck Norris, and they're both the same, Chuck and Bruce. And people say, you've never missed a workout with either one of them. And I said, no, why would you miss a painting lesson from Picasso? In the world of cinema, words groundbreaking, landmark, and trendsetting are used ad nauseum. I will admit, I'm guilty of overusing them even on these reviews. If there ever was a film deserving of those words, though, it is this film here. It is an understatement to say this film brought martial arts films to America. It affected many other film genres. This film led to black exploitation films and other action films using martial arts as a way of fighting and not just using guns, knives, and explosives. This film has generated an American gross box office of $120 million upon its release. And to this day, it has generated $2 billion in worldwide box office gross through its original release and countless re-releases. For Lee, it finally made his dream come true to have Jeet Kune Do his version of martial arts brought to the American mainstream. Sadly and tragically, he never had the chance to see it come to fruition. Lee suddenly passed away July 20th, 1973, almost two months before the film's American release. However, its influence carries on, and that is due to Lee who would have celebrated his 83rd birthday this past November 27th. To know what American martial arts films are, one must see where they began, and that is with this action masterpiece. I hope you join me next week when we will look at the directorial debut of screen legend Robert De Niro. Next week's film is a Bronx Tale, starring De Niro and Chaz Palminteri. For WMNH and Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher.
to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Diz's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you. Bring your appetite and treat your taste buds right. Diz's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Diz's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603-606-2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. Clementos, Pizzeria, family-friendly, awesome for a date night. Clementos, Pizzeria, for delivery, call 603-782-8450. Clementos, Pizzeria, the best pizza in town. 1875 South Willow Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. Best cocktails around, come in as friends and leave as family. When it comes to keeping WMNH on the air and your own personal or business computer needs, trust Groland Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Groland handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Groland.com or call Groland Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Trust Groland Computers. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. You are listening to WMNH 95.3. Welcome back, everybody. It is Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live 
from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in Glorious, downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast, Channel 6 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Uh, today is Saturday, December 2, 2023. Uh, Jenny is here as well at the news desk. Present and accounted for. Yes, and you're wearing, a, did you want to show the shirt that you're wearing? Pretty late. Yes. Great, great band. Uh, yes. Actually, we opened the show today yes. with uh, one of their songs, uh, Guardrail, which I love. But uh, yeah, they were here last week. Was it last week or the week yes, before? Yes, it was last week. Blurs together. Last week, <laughs> which is why I chose to wear the t-shirt Yes, today. yes. Yeah. Because I thought, you know, they yeah. gave us these lovely t-shirts and I love their music. So. Absolutely. Yeah, great, great band. Easy decision to wear the t-shirt. Yes, yes. Uh, we love uh, Pretty Late. Uh, let's see. Uh, today we had, uh, to start off the show, we had Glitter Tooth here. They uh, played live in studio and uh, shared some of their uh, uh, recorded tracks as well. Great band. Really, uh, really enjoyed having them here. There's and, a tremendous amount of talent here. Oh, I mean, ab- absolutely. If there's anything I've learned after a year of um, booking bands the way we've been doing this year, um, it's amazing how much talent, overflowing talent we have in New England. Yeah, and I would say too uh, that that applies to wherever you are, where, wherever you are in the world. Uh, check out what's going on in your local music scene, yes. because I guarantee you uh, there are artists in your local scene uh, just doing incredible things. And you know, uh, get out and check it out. You know, uh, uh, go on. You know, uh, a Bandcamp is a great uh, resource if you want to look for music specifically in your area, wherever you are. Uh, bandcamp.com or you know go out go out and see some live bands you know there's there's great talent everywhere you know I've always said uh, the greatest band that ever lived for all we know we've never even heard them because they just never got famous <laughs> you know but they're but they're somewhere or they were somewhere but uh, I mean obviously it, it's all subjective what's great and uh, whatnot but um, there's so much great music out there so yeah glitter tooth uh, absolutely amazing really enjoyed having them here and then of course we had Eric Pilcher's classic film review uh, this week the subject being enter the dragon from 1973 which I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen that film uh, I say I'm embarrassed to see it because actually growing up I was never really into martial arts movies but I did you know for about five years I did do uh, Jeet Kundo which uh, Jeet Kundo which was uh, of course uh developed by Bruce Lee, which is really an amalgam of different styles of martial arts. Um, so I did, uh, uh, that was kind of the height of, of my exposure to uh, uh, Bruce Lee. But yeah, there was a place in Concord uh, called Integrated Martial Sciences, and uh, Paul Mahler was the instructor there, and just incredible, but learned a lot about Bruce Lee from him, actually. But uh, we have a call. We'll see who's on the line. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning. Oh, Eric, I don't think I've ever heard your voice. I don't think I've ever heard your voice in the morning. What was that? I don't think I've ever heard your voice in the morning. It threw me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it it is early. I'm having tech issues at work, so I haven't worked yet, despite getting paid for the last two hours. Oh, I see. Yes, so I thought I would just call in and say good morning to both of you, and... Matt, you must see Enter the Dragon. Yes, I must. No, I agree. Like I said, I'm embarrassed uh, that I haven't seen it. I mean, it, it, it is so much more than just a martial arts film. Yeah. It, it is great. 
story, well written. I mean, you really see the influence that this film had on directors like John Woo and others. Yeah. I mean, just amazing film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The problem is I do not think it is streaming anywhere. Oh, you know what's funny is um, uh, coincidentally, uh, as uh, the guys were packing up from Glittertooth, uh, Taylor, the drummer, was commenting that uh, he just ordered uh, Enter the Dragon. It's coming on. uh, He'd never seen it before, but he ordered it and it's coming on uh, 4K. I yes, uh, that's what I did my review off of is the 4K that was just recently released. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. He's like, wait a minute, I just—he's here in the review. He's like, I just ordered this film. <laughs> that's funny. Yes, the 4K looks absolutely stunning, and yeah, it's just such a great film. Albeit not Bruce Lee's best film. Mm-hmm. I mean, his Golden Harvest films are by far head and shoulders better than enter the dragon but this is the film that really really brought martial arts films into america mainstream and showed major hollywood that these films can be profitable like you don't it's not just a film that you buy from Japanese studios and air it as Friday night midnight movies at the drive-in or just release them on crappy quality VHS. Yeah. How many, uh, how many, how many movies, your money back? How many movies did he make? Uh, Bruce Lee. It's quite a few, right? Bruce Lee made, well, let me venture out into my living room here because there was his golden harvest film. And then there was uh, Enter the Dragon. Then there was Game of Death that they completed after his death. And it just doesn't look great. Um, he did five films. Oh, okay. For I don't know why, but my perception, although I think I might know why. But my perception has always been that he made more, that, that that he was like into the double digits with the movies that he made, but he only made five. He, starring films of his, I mean, complimentary roles, yes, way more. But in starring, there is only, I believe, five. Okay. Now, um, was there somebody else? Because I remember this was years ago. I had a conversation with someone, uh, actually, who happened to be a musician who was in a, a, a band. I, I, I don't remember his name or what band he was in. This was a long time ago. But he was telling me about um, uh, th- there, there was somebody else, like a stand-in or somebody who uh, was pretending to be Bruce Lee that they made some movies with, and, and he was known as Bruce Lie. But, but at, like, people called him that as a joke because he was, like, pretending to be Bruce Lee or some Hollywood I producers were trying to pass him off. Name. Yeah, I, I forget his name, but they used him for Game of Death. Oh, okay. The one that uh, they had to complete? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, enough of it was done. That's the one that has the fight scene with him and Chuck Norris. Okay. But it... And a fight scene with him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, it is painfully awkward. <laughs> I bet it is. Um, is it obvious though? Like when you're watching it, is it obvious that it's uh, somebody it standing is. in? 
It is. Just because it's not even body or or voice. It's his movements. I mean, it's you if you've watched Bruce Lee, you know Bruce's movements. You mm-hmm. know just it's this quick, flawless it's like I love the line in the review that we heard. He's like, would you ever miss a p- painting lesson with Picasso? Mm-hmm. Like, there are so few athletes in the world where, where in their sport, their movement is just beautifully flawless and just, it looks like art. And Bruce Lee's martial arts is that. Mm. I mean, I've heard people compare uh, Jackie Chan Jet Lee, Donnie Yoon, and it's like no, there, there's, there's no comparison. Just beautiful movement, like no, no flaws. Mm-hmm. It's probably the sweetest motion in any sport is Bruce Lee's kicks and punches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I will. Uh, I'll definitely have to see Enter the Dragon. Like I said, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great, it is a great film, very captivating. Um, some of the reviews when it was released were not very good. Really? They, uh, I believe, uh, the reviewer for Variety said it was a low rent Chinese food version of James Bond. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, not positive, <laughs> which you definitely could not say that today, right. But back then, you know, reviewers had carte blanche to say whatever they wanted to say. Yes. And unfortunately, that's what Bruce Lee was faced with most of his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, in his endeavors to try to bring his this art to America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... It is... With a great deal of derision and just vitriol, and it the film uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, does a great job of encompassing that. Now, uh, Melanie uh, in the chat room, uh, she's uh, she has a counterpoint. Uh, she says, "I heard Bruce Lee hit and kicked like a little baby, and no one was ever really hurt." Now, I don't, uh, I don't think that's true. That's not correct, is it, Eric? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I think you hear from John Saxon that <laughs> Bruce Lee could royally mess you up. Yes. Um, there, uh, you know, it goes without saying I love Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took great exception to his portrayal of Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, th- that's another film I haven't seen. Why? How does he? Uh, how does he portray um, Bruce Lee in that movie? Um, uh, egomaniac, uh, very condescending, um, and borderline stereotypical. Yeah, it, it's it's not uh, endearing. Uh, look at Bruce Lee. It's a brief scene as well. Probably one of oh. the more memorable scenes in the film. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know, it just, it really, it did upset me when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I was 
there with my cousin Joe, and I told him, and I I nudged him, and I go, "That's disgusting." Mm. Hmm. Well, now I want. I I said that that's absolutely horrible. Huh. Well, because I... yes, Bruce Lee did talk with an aura of confidence, but he had every reason to be confident. Right. Right. There's a, a difference between confidence and arrogance. Yes, and and faithful adaptation and racial profiling. And Quentin Tarantino, I defend him on much of what he's done, but I don't defend that. Uh, it was very disrespectful to Bruce Lee's daughter and his wife. Yeah. Hmm. Because he didn't even tell him he was doing it. Right. Oh. Um, now, uh, Dan Fallon uh, from the band Run Like Thieves uh, says in the chat room, a baby once kicked me and I cried. Yes, but that baby was not Bruce Lee. Yes. <laughs> if Bruce Lee kicked you, you'd be yes, doing more Bruce, than crying. I, mean, I uh, If anyone's interested and they have Hulu with the ESPN Plus login, the... The ESPN 30 for 30, like water, does a very good job of encompassing Bruce Lee and his Jeet Kune Do teachings. And what, I mean, it, Jeet Kune Do wasn't just, isn't just a martial art. It's a way of life. It's yes. meditation. It's relaxation. It's in what you eat. It's everything. And that's, I think that's a common misconception is that Bruce Lee was just a guy that kicked and punched. No, he lived what he said. When I did, um, see, we never got into any of that. Um, unfortunately, when I did uh, Jeet Kune Do, I, I did it for about five years. And um, our instructor, I don't know, maybe he assumed we didn't care about any of that stuff. I, I would have been interested. But, uh, yeah, we just did a lot of... Um, Actually, my two favorite things, because Jeet Kune Do is a, a, a mix of uh, really anything you can use that works, uh, basically. And um, yes. we did a lot Bruce of... Bruce um, Lee was the first mixed martial artist. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And we did, uh, in the class um, that I was in, we did a lot... The two things that we did the most of were uh, jujitsu and uh, kickboxing, um, which were my two favorite things to do anyway. So that worked out really well for me. That's why I stuck around as long as... I did, even though I was, you know, getting the hell beaten out of me uh, twice a week for for five years. But, um, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but we never, our instructor never ventured in any of the other elements of uh, of Jeet Kune Do uh, with that. Just the uh, just the fighting, which which was fine. But but I would have liked to have um, learned more about everything else. Well, I I still could actually. But uh, yeah. well, a lot of martial arts studios, and this isn't just. Uh, reflective of Jeet Kune Do, this is across the board, unfortunately. A lot of martial arts studios don't focus on the whole life aspect of it. And yeah. that's the thing with martial arts. Karate, Judo, Hapkido, all these different fighting styles have a physical, mental life balance to them. And a lot of studios don't focus on that because quite frankly that's not where the money is right right although uh, they, people go to them to learn how to kick butt like jet lee jackie chan bruce lee 
uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. Tony Ja, Jason Statham. They don't go to learn all that there is to it. Right. Right. True. Um, I, I remember, too, the thing that was something that was un, unusual to me, though, at the time was uh, uh, Paul Mahler, the uh, the instructor, like there was no belt system. You know, you know how if you go to a karate studio, you know, you, you can be a black belt, you know, eventually, you know, uh, <laughs> you've got a lot of belts to go through to get to that. But you have a belt system and um, there was no there was no belt system. And Paul always said that Bruce Lee uh, objected to that. He didn't he didn't like. He, he said he felt it would be disrespectful to Bruce Lee to introduce any kind of a belt system uh, at uh, at the studio. So it was basically, you know, there was beginner, uh, there was um, intermediate, and there was instructor. Those were like the three levels. And, you know, I was intermediate uh, because, you know, I, I went for five years. That, but but that was that it. That is very true. Yeah. Bruce did not believe in the belt structure. That actually caused a lot of... The dissension, uh, martial arts, American martial arts associations had with Bruce Lee. Yeah, and apparently because he felt that your experience wasn't based on fighting, your experience was based on life. The more you did in life, the more you learned it in regards to combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's... so that is true. He did not believe in the belt system. Yeah, there was. I mean, Jeet Kune Do has adopted it over the years, but that in in right. uh, the book of Jeet Kune Do that Bruce Lee wrote, it, they do have a belt system, but it's very simplified. It isn't like you know Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and. Uh, karate, where karate, there's written tests you have to do to advance as well as combat tests. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember Paul explaining to us at the time that there were some Jeet Kune Do studios that did have a belt system, but but he felt that it would be, that that would be wrong because that's not what Bruce wanted. Um, and the other, the other thing, right. the other thing too, that was kind of unusual that sort of when I first started going there, it sort of broke whatever stereotype I had in my head about what it was like to do martial arts was um, you didn't have to wear a gi. Uh, some people did. I, I never in my life have worn a gi. Um, you know, you could wear shorts, you could wear sweatpants, you know, just regular, you know, whatever. Uh, but you, you did not, it, it was not required. And actually only a couple of students did wear gis, but you did not have to wear a gi in that class. And I always thought that was cool because I didn't want to be bothered with, uh, Bruce, with, with that's that. That's another Bruce Lee original. You had a good instructor. Yeah. Bruce, when he taught at the uh, University of Washington, um, he never had students wear gis. Yeah, yeah. To me, it just um, to me it looked up. Uh, you don't wear a gi when you're defending yourself. Exactly. That's what Paul used to say. You don't wear a gi when you're defending yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So why would you yeah, wear one yeah. to train? Yeah. <laughs> that was Bruce Lee's belief. Like, yeah. an someone isn't going to attack you if they see you wearing a gi. Uh, Melanie is asking in the chat room, what about really tight spandex? Have you ever worn that, Matt? Oh, boy. Uh, I am uh, legally uh, prohibited from answering that question uh, publicly. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a whole thing. But, uh, yeah. So, that was, yeah, I never I never wore a gi or spandex. But um, not, at, not at class, uh, certainly. But, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. No, I'll I'll have to see uh, Enter the Dragon definitely, but it's not it's not streaming anywhere, right? You have to order it. No, it isn't. It is not streaming. I don't think. Mm. Um, I can check that and get back with get back with you guys in the chat, but I don't believe it is. Okay. All right. Um, hey. um, if it were streaming, I would guess it would be on Peacock because it's uh, oh, no, it'd be HBO Max because it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> Melanie says in the chat room, like a one piece bodysuit. Those are sexy. I would uh, the only the only time I would wear a one piece bodysuit was if I were a uh, supervillain. I think that would be uh, appropriate. Ooh, um, with on that mm. note. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's best served if I bow out uh, before I get asked about wearing some, I don't know, a gimp outfit or something. Sure, sure. Well, you did mention Tarantino, and of course, we've all seen Pulp Fiction. Um, but uh, <laughs> before you go, Eric, do you want to tell us uh, what you have planned uh, for the rest of the month for the film reviews? Unless you have to get back to work. Yes, I don't know if- next, next week we are looking at, well, this is one of my personal favorites. A Bronx Tale. Um, yes. It was a- ad- adapted from Chaz Palminteri's uh, one-man stage play of the same name by Robert De Niro. It's his directorial debut, and he also stars in it. It's a ri- it's one of the few gangster films that I feel is centralized to one neighborhood. Mm. And it's just a great story. has an excellent cameo. By, with Joe Pesci, who actually was uncredited in the film. Ah, yeah, that is yeah. a great. Uh, a Bronx Tale is one of my absolute all-time favorites, favorite films. He he went uncredited, and it didn't have a theatrical release. Its really? debut was on HBO. I didn't realize that. No yeah, kidding. It had it had a very limited theatrical release. Oh. Like that, it was very limited to New York. Oh. But other than that, HBO did the worldwide premiere of it. My, uh, and a lot of people say that that was the precipice of The Sopranos. Oh, okay. That the success of that movie and the success of the film they did, Gotti, mm-hmm. led to HBO wanting more street crime drama. So hence The Wire, The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I just have to say my favorite uh, my favorite scene in A Bronx Tale is the scene in the bar with the bikers. Oh, yeah. When when Chaz Palminteri, when he says, now you just can't leave. <laughs> Such a great scene. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, in my opinion, one of the greatest scenes in gangster film history. Agreed. <laughs> Love that. It, oh. it, it, in the voiceover narration yeah. in that scene just makes it work. Now, putting that scene in the review could provide quite difficult because uh, of certain language used throughout it. Um, but I'm, I have it downloaded and have actually started working on it to see how unintelligible it is. Oh yeah, I'm sure you know. Obviously, uh, things will have to be bleeped, but I'm, I'm sure it's not that bad. Well, there, there's a lot of Italian ethnic slurs used in that scene, and yeah, it, and some of them are very 
quiet in the background, so it is hard to edit those. Ah, uh, true, true. Good point. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I get it, there are things you pick up on with film when you're reviewing it for a radio show mm. that you didn't pick up on before, <laughs> right. or you're so desensitized to it, you just bypass it. Right, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, th- that's one that, but I would love to, that scene is amazing. Yeah. Um, then after that is Ridley Scott's Gladiator. Yeah, that I've, that I haven't seen. It, in honor of Ridley Scott's latest release, Napoleon. Ah. And then uh, we will be doing, let me look at my calendar. I believe the 22nd will be a Christmas story. Mm -hmm. Um, In honor of Christmas. And that will be the last film review of the year. Um, Until... The first film review of the year, which will be a very highly requested film, Schindler's List. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. A lot of people have requested it, and I remember watching it when I was in high school for a class, and I haven't watched it since because that film is so haunting. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting for me to watch it. Yeah. Once again. Yeah. I've only seen it once. It, it, it's an incredible film, but th- that film is on a very short list of films that I think are, are absolutely amazing, but I never really particularly want to watch them again because they're so overwhelming. It, There's a very, it's, it's a not ver- a buddy and popcorn flick by no. any stretch. No, certainly not. It, it's in the vein of 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. yeah. And you've seen it. And you really only need to see it once because you get it. Right. And it just leaves that impact on you. Oh, yeah. You never forget it. Yeah. No. But, yes, we will be reviewing Schindler's List. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. yeah. So, I this month should be fun. Melanie uh, points out, by the way, regarding uh, Schindler's List, the little girl in the red coat was a powerful scene. That's exactly what I was thinking about, too, just now. I was thinking that same thing. That is actually on the cover of the 4K. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yep. The little girl in the red coat. Yep. The pink coat. I believe it's pink. Pink or red. I I thought it was red, but I could be wrong. I, I think it's one of those... Where it's such a light color, but that makes it so much more powerful. Yeah. Where it's open to interpretation. But that was a brilliant move by Spielberg. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, that's what we have. But I will let you guys go. Have a good rest of the show. Jenny, it was nice speaking with you again. And you as well. All right. And... Have a good rest of the show, you two. All right, Eric. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Be safe. No problem. Bye. All right. right, Bye-bye. All right. That was our friend uh, Eric Pilcher with uh, Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And today, the uh, this week, the subject was Enter the Dragon from 1973. Uh, JFED in the chat room says, I'll make sure you get my reviews as well, Matt. (laughs) He's always trying to trying to get in there on uh, Eric's reviews. Trying to one up him, I think, you know. Well, we are at the top of the hour, so we're going to take uh, one more quick uh, break, show some love to our sponsors, and then we'll be back with uh, the the final hour of our show today. I think we have a a specific subject that uh, 
uh, I've been posting about on social media that seems to have the whole world talking and which one of the individuals involved in the situation has actually referred to it as a global divorce. Wow. Yes. I did not see that. Yes. It's it's actually rather it's it's rather uh, uh, heartbreaking. It's it's like uh, it's like watching my parents get divorced, except they're musicians. But we'll we'll talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll take a quick break and then uh, we'll see you uh, on the other side. Come on.